Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! The conference finals are set. It's the same finals that were in the bubble. So if you're having deja vu, I don't blame you one bit. But there's more than just these games being set. You've got coaches getting fired, possibly getting fired. You have a potential dynasty over. And we're going to talk about the Philadelphia collapse. That was the Eastern Conference semifinal. A lot to get to on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I am your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls Bench Bob member and Tennessee Vol CJ Watson. CJ, there is so much happening for Monday, May 15th that I cannot believe it's like the off season for the Bulls, but there's so much going on. Yeah, there's so much going on, like you said, and uh, it's just fun, fun time for basketball, conference finals, uh, you know, everyone's pick of the litter and see who really, you know, is going to be able to hold the trophy up in the next month. Like this is where talking season heats up because there's all kinds of stuff going on. And also you still got games, you know, you get your final four left. But it's talking season, and there's a lot to talk about. We're not going to talk much Bulls because there's not a lot outside of the lottery Tuesday night, which who knows. But last time I scoffed at a lottery, though, was last week with the Blackhawks, and they got the number one pick and Connor Bedard, and I'm very happy. Well, maybe the Bulls will have that same luck. We'll see. We might touch on that. Before anything else, how about I tell you about our great friends, betonline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. BetOnline is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. From basketball, MLB, NHL, hockey, golf to UFC and boxing, it's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. What are you waiting for? Get into the action today. Head to the website or use your mobile device to join be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% bonus at Bet Online. That's where the game starts. Also, a reminder, we have an official t-shirt of our show, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance exclusively at shop.believe.com. There's a lot of great stuff to support the rapidly, rapidly growing list of shows on the network. The official shirt of our program, though, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, shop.believe.com. The link's in my Twitter and Instagram bios. Welcome into the show. We hope you're joining us here on YouTube, on the Believe YouTube channel. Also on TuneIn, Cumulus, wherever you're listening to us. There's a lot of ways to take in your Believe Network content. We are happy to be back with you. Coaching Carousel, spinning at full speed right now across the NBA. One of these seemed expected. It's been a while since this happened. One of them came out of nowhere. Mike Budenholzer and Monty Williams, both out of jobs. Let's start with Monty, though. That happened just this week, and... I told you before we started, CJ, it came out of left field is what it seemed like. So I want your initial reaction to Monty Williams is firing by the Phoenix Suns. I was kind of surprised by it also because, uh, you know, he's a KD guy. KD likes him. i uh, known him before. And uh, like I said, I don't think he had a lot of time to have those two superstars together and then kind of 
the roster that they had, you know, with CP hurt uh, doesn't help uh, help either. So I thought it was uh, he kind of got the short end of the stick. I, I think maybe they could have given maybe one more year to see how the KD and Denver book and pairing would have worked uh, with CP and uh, some more uh, added roster spots. Um, but like I said, I think it was just way out of left field and very surprising. And, and I'm sure morning will be get back on his feet and get another job soon. And I know where I want him to go. That's a tease. I'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> but I thought I agree with you 100 percent. You didn't have a lot of team with this group of superstars because this yeah. felt like, OK, here's the thing when it comes to these types of decisions. It's not like 2K. 2K, you yeah. put all these players together, they're going to work. It's <laughs> you've got to, like you said, build that chemistry. And whoever yeah. whoever was responsible for the floor not being clean when KD got hurt. Sorry for that poor person, because that yeah. I don't know if I hope they still have a job. I don't know if they still do, but that that changed everything because they didn't have that time on the court. And I agree with you as and if you're Monty Williams, that's not your fault that your guy wasn't out there and they didn't develop the chemistry in games because, you know, you can yeah. have all the chemistry in the world in practice, but come game time, it's different. Yeah, it's two different things, you know, like you said, and I think Monty is a great X and O's coach. I think that's what. Uh, one of the, the specialties he does have and also being being a former NBA player helps you. But uh, like I said, I just don't think he was uh, given enough time with this roster. And uh, they do have to add some pieces to this roster. Uh, it can't just be two superstars. They got to put some pieces around them, uh, three and D guys, uh, guys who can rebound the ball. And uh, they got to get more out of DeAndre Aiden, which uh, is if very disappointing. Yeah, yeah. if he stays. For, for me, I think he's, he's already gone. <laughs> his, his mind is somewhere else. Uh, but uh, like I said, I think that's just uh, – tip of the boat like I said it's going to be a lot of moves changes uh this offseason and in, in every franchise I feel like and it's just uh we'll be here to to, to to look at it and uh report on it it's a Bulls podcast I just have to be a, I'd have to say it Bulls question mark for DeAndre Ayton I don't know if I want to go down that road and, and I don't say like the discussion point I, I don't mind going down that I don't know if I want to go down the road to bring in DeAndre Ayton to Chicago uh, right, I don't know yeah. about that fit yeah, yeah, me either. I don't know if I, I rather I'll stick with Booch. <laughs> if you can bring him back in free agency, yeah. that's the problem. Like when we we talk about the future of this team, you got free agency with Booch, and there's that there's that conversation, and there's so there's a lot of problems with this team, man. And it can <laughs> it, who knows it could all be fixed Tuesday night. All this could be for nothing. I don't know. It's maybe a two point eight percent chance of it happening, but there's a chance. Last time they had these odds, they got some guy named Derek with the number one pick. But going back to Monty here, that was uh. This was not James Jones is the GM in Phoenix, right? I think yeah, that's yeah. His name. yeah, yeah. This was not his call to fire Monty Williams, according to Woj and Shams. This was Matt Ishbia, the new owner. Mm. So, from a business standpoint, you look at it as you're not safe. You got a new ownership group in there. Yeah, you, you got to look at this team as okay. It should be better than it was. If you're a new owner, you don't have any allegiance to any of these guys. So, I I kind of get it from that standpoint, but I compare it back to 2K. It takes more than just putting the guys on the team to get them to click. And it's not the coach's fault that yeah. they didn't. So I was, I was baffled by this and I don't think he's going to be on the open market long because I want the bucks to hire Monty Williams. That's my top yeah. choice. And if he goes anywhere else, I'll be surprised. Yeah, I think so too. And this guy took you to a finals appearance. Obviously they didn't win it, but uh, he's definitely done a great job in the short time that he was there. And now, uh, like you said, he's going to get back on his feet real soon. And um like I said, I, I just I'm a big fan of his just from on the outside looking in and the way he does. Like I said, X and O's guys and former teammates who play for him, I always talk well about him. So I think, uh, like I said, he'll be he'll be back on his feet soon and maybe even one day even win a championship. You never know. Yeah, guy went to Notre Dame. You know my affinity for the University of Notre Dame. Like I'm <laughs> I'm always gonna bet on the guy who went to Notre Dame. So I right. <laughs> and I mean that that aside too. Like that's just a joke I make because I'm Notre Dame fan. But I I think Monty Williams is a good coach. The fact that he took them to the finals when he did. It tells you, and that was without KD, by the way. Yeah. Like, 
you add KD to this, it's going to be a whole different team. And you need someone who can come in and kind of manage these personalities. We've talked yeah. about that a lot with like the Warriors and you go back to tie back to the Bulls with Michael and Scotty and Rodman and Phil Jackson was the perfect coach to do that because he just managed the personalities. That's yeah. that's 70% of the job, I think, yeah. when it comes to like these superstar teams. So who would you want the Suns to hire? There's interest in Bud, kind of tying this back to Mike Budenholzer being fired by the Bucks, so it could be effectively a trade. I guess, right. but I mean, a guy like Coach Bud, maybe, or would you go somewhere else? Uh, yeah, I like Coach Bud. I, I would say someone who just uh, has a, a, a track record of uh, dealing with superstars, superstar players, because these are two of the you know biggest superstars in the game so far, um, and someone who can uh, manage teams and uh, who's good offensively and defensively. So uh, whoever that coach is, like I said, it doesn't really take much, but they just got to be able to manage personalities and egos and that's going to have to look a lot to do with, you know, with the main two people, KD and, and, and Booker. So if you can manage those two guys, the rest of the guys will fall in line. I know he comes up almost every cycle is what it seems like, but the description you've put there, what do you think of like a Mark Jackson type? I think so. I think guys will respect him. I think he's a very respected around the league. Um, like I said, not sure why he got fired in Golden State, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but I think uh, he's definitely back on, on track to get a job soon. Um, I definitely, I think I saw that he got interviewed for the Bucks job also. So, um, like I said, I'm sure he'll he's waiting to get back into the league and uh, you know get his get his uh coaching uh, job back. And I think he'd be good with a team like the Suns. And I I think Coach Bud, it's interesting, couldn't get over the hump, did in Milwaukee, and then it felt kind of like a one hit wonder team, even though he had a lot of the same pieces. And yeah, I think that that group of Giannis. Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, that is a lethal combination, and I don't know why they underachieved. Yes, I know Giannis got hurt. That yep. didn't help anything, but you still got dudes on that team, yeah. and I, I that's why I, th I think Monty Williams is perfect there. So if, it could be a one-for-one one trade. Maybe Coach Bud goes there. There's you know, Maybe there's an opening coming up in Philadelphia now because know, the 76ers, yeah. yikes. That's the best <laughs> way to put that. Yikes. 112-88 to 88 in Game 7. It's just... Jason Tatum set a record, 51 points. Joel Embiid and James Harden, I'm still looking for them because they were no-shows effectively. <laughs> I think they combined for 24 points or something. Yeah. There is so many layers to this. that The blowout, Tatum taking over. What does it mean for Doc Rivers? Sixers, man, they're in a spot. Yeah, they're in a tough spot, I man. Like you said, the the big-time uh, players. For me, game sevens are for your, you know, your big-time players, your superstars, and Neither one of those guys showed up, and Jason Tatum showed you why he's a you know a future maybe MVP candidate and maybe an MVP winner. And uh, he showed up for his team, and the other guys didn't. And it's going to be interesting to see how uh, they go forward moving with Doc. Can they pair him with uh, James with uh, Joel Embiid and and maybe another superstar if James Harden doesn't come back? But you know, Daryl Morey uh, loves James Harden, so I don't think he's going anywhere. So uh, if anyone goes, it has to be it's probably going to be Doc. <laughs> I was going to say, do you think Doc sticks around through all this, or do you think he? probably it's probably best to move on i probably think it's best to move on like i said i was watching his interview today and uh the the emotions and the, the feelings the vibe you get from him you know wanting to come back i think he wants to come back but he doesn't he doesn't know if he's going to come back so like he said he knows this is a business and uh he's been in the, in the league for a long time as a player and a coach so he knows uh, in the ins and outs of it and he knows there's no uh, hard feelings on it. it's just just the way it is sometimes you know it's never a good sign when the coach is up there at the end of the season someone asks if he's coming back <laughs> and he says that's not up to me All right <laughs> that's not a good sign i know doc, yeah. i think doc genuinely wants to come back i'm not saying that he's going to walk out the door on his own right i'm saying that he recognizes the situation too 
And that is, that's just not good when you hear him say, he's not going to make his case to come back. He's going to say, well, that's not up to me. Right. Red flag right there. Yeah, for sure. Red flag. And I think he knows players have more control than, you know, or power than the coaches and stuff. And the franchise, you know, the owners are going to put the uh, more power and leeway on the, on the players. So uh, like I said, in the, the day, he knows it's a, a business. And uh, I think he knows if Harden stays, he's probably not coming back. <laughs> Most games, seven losses in history. Yep. I mean, I think that speaks for itself. That was kind of the storyline going into is docking a game seven. I really was hoping that he could debunk that. I mean, with the way yeah. Harden has played in the playoffs, Embiid is not 100%. I'm yeah, not going to yeah. blame Joel Embiid for this because he's that injury, he shouldn't be on the court, right. let alone be expected to be normal Joel Embiid. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it does fall at his feet a little bit because he's their number one guy, but he's, I, I don't even know if he's 75% with the way that knee is. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. I'm reading too much into it. I don't know. But the hand was not great, but that's where you guys like Harden and Tobias Harris and yep. you got all, all those other people. I would think P.J. Tucker stepped up a little bit, but yeah. I mean, you got guys that needed to step up that didn't. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's that's the like the case of the, uh, of the story. And when P.J. Tucker scores more points than James Harden, you're probably never going to win many games. <laughs> and uh, that was the wrong time for him to have a have a bad game. And I think it's uh, I wouldn't say it's typical of James Harden, but uh, you know it's kind of becoming the same story of him not showing up in big games and uh, you know trying to get his team over the hump and get to the finals. Yeah, I did not like that at all. And then Embiid post game, he's talking about how it's me and James. Everybody needs to step up. Like you guys scored twenty four yeah. points combined. Right. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Yeah, <laughs> I, that, that's, that's just telling you your teammates. Yeah, they're not good enough. Uh, we need some more better teammates in here. And uh, like I said, I don't. I didn't really like that either. So. Um, like I said, um, it's, it's going to be hard to 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 see what's the, what they're going to do next, and uh, it's going to be a lot of confusion if a lot, a, lot, a lot of those guys stay. Now, let me be clear: when you say better teammates, I don't think he's wrong. I think they <laughs> might need a little more help there, but that's not what you want to hear your top players say. That's for us to yeah, talk yeah. about. I mean, so, I mean, you have guys like Tobias Harris, you have you know Maxi. Uh, a lot of those guys obviously can maybe be the second or third player on the team, and they're kind of sacrificing a lot and. Um, just by standing in the corner and watching and playing defense hard and not getting the ball. So I think, uh, you know, I kind of I kind of fend, uh, fend for them when they aren't getting the looks that they probably would normally get on a different team. Yeah, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying, like, he, he might, it might need – it just feels like they're one of those teams – I say this a lot. It feels like they just need one more not, – not like a dude, like a number one type on another team. They right. need one more guy who's capable of filling that role. And right. they can have that thing like a well-oiled machine, but then it just goes back to coaching and setting them up. Yeah, so yeah. it's they, there's some decisions ahead. Especially, yeah, yeah. I don't think any are bigger than James Harden. And I know you, I know the relationship with Harden and Daryl Morey, but realistically, should they shake things up in Philadelphia? I mean, I think so. I think it's they got a you know a lot of soul searching over there, <laughs> but uh, they definitely got to do some. Uh, do some searching and, uh, you know, find the right match. I feel like to pair with Joel Embiid. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be Harden or who else, whoever it could be, but like I said, it has to find someone who can match up with him and, and still be dominant, uh, both the players at the same time, not just one or the other. They have one of the most interesting off seasons for a team coming off a conference semifinals appearance that I've seen in a while. And yeah. I think it could start at the top with Doc. I think the roster depends on what Harden decides to do. If he leaves, let's say he does leave, and I don't know if it's going to happen with that relationship with Daryl Morey, what do you think happens to the rest of the team? Like, what decisions do you think have to be made? It's going to start a domino effect is kind of what right, I'm yeah, alluding sure. to. I don't know what the yeah, next yeah. domino to fall would be. 
Yeah, I think it's uh, you know, they got to keep Maxi. I think I think you, if you, you if you lose Harden, you got to keep Maxi for sure. Um, you still owe, owe a lot of money to Tobias and uh, PJ Tucker. So, and those are still good pieces to have on the team if you still do lose Harden. So, like I said, uh, one thing would be for, for sure would be to uh secure Maxi and keep him uh in my future. Yeah, I think I I agree with that. I think that's where you start. And after that, kind of kind of survey the landscape, free agency, yeah, yeah. the trade market. I mean. I don't know who you'd trade to get something for, but you know, it's all things you've got to look at. And that's all I like to avoid looking at like who's the free agents, who's going to be on the trade market till after the finals. Cause yeah. then kind of get the sense of, okay, what teams are going to be going, what direction, who needs to right. do some evaluation, who could be on the move with expiring contracts. You also got the draft. What are they going to, are they going to address anything in the draft? And right. that's all bigger conversations, but I, immediately after big losses like that, I think you've got to start with the coach. And I think we agree. It feels like it might be time to move on from doc, but whether they do it or not, I think that's another story. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Like I said, I think he should get maybe one more year, just like mine. He should have got one more year, but uh, a lot of times uh, the uh, owners have a short lease and they're ready just to start new and uh, be fresh. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely thought Monty deserved one more year. And with yeah. doc, I'm never opposed to the idea of, Let's do one more. If you've got a good enough team and the Sixers absolutely do. And again, it depends on what Harden does, but let's say they run it back with the same unit. I wouldn't be opposed to the idea of one more year, give it another shot. But I also understand it's Philadelphia. What have you done for the type of situation? Like, and and Chicago's that way too. When they're not, when not every team's trying to tank, like they have been doing now, which two out of three have gotten the number one pick. I'm just throwing that out there and that could all (laughs) change. But when they're when Chicago teams aren't tanking, when they're all winning, it is absolutely what have you done for me lately? Like they right, want yeah. they want win now and stay winning, not win, rebuild, win, rebuild. I'm talking specifically to you, Gar Furman and John Paxson. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they listen to the podcast, but maybe they heard me. But Philadelphia is not an easy place to compete. Yeah, yeah. That those fans are they're passionate. That's and oh, it's yeah. a good passionate, but it's very much you gotta keep winning. Yeah, and they want they want winners. Their their city prided on on winners, just like most you know big city markets. And uh, I think that's what uh people have come to to realize that we want to win. We want to win now, and that's what the players have to understand also. And they're not just in it for themselves, but for the fans and for the city. Yeah, and a team that's done it, city a lot of good, Golden State Warriors. Is that run coming to an end? I mean, we could go on and on. That discussion point's been beaten to death <laughs> with first first take and. I'm not, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I watch first take every day. Like I don't have a problem with them talking about it. You've got to, I know how it works. You got to fill the time. And it's, right, it yeah. is a valid question to ask in wake of, you know, the comments made by Bob Myers, the potentially outgoing GM, you lost to the Lakers in six games, Lakers going to the conference finals. So yes, the conference finals matchups are what they were in the bubble. Like that's an important note, but with Bob Myers situation in the air, is this at least the beginning of the end of the golden state warriors? I mean, I think so. I think if they if they lost, it was definitely over. They got a lot of a lot of things to do. Like you said, a lot of soul searching. Um, do they? I think Clay's uh, contract is up where they can extend him or whatever. So, do they do that? And Jordan Poole's contract, I think, kicks in uh, this coming up year. I think so. They got a lot of things to, to figure out. And even if they do keep this core uh, together, I think I still think they're still uh, still a team that is too small for the Lakers. Say they go up against the Lakers again, no one can still guard AD. Uh, they're still small, too small to guard Joker. So I mean. They got to find some size in there to to be able to fend with the West Coast and uh, 
it's it's going to be tough for the next couple of years if they think they're going to keep running this back. And, and as that goes, they keep getting older. Steph's going to be 34, 35 or whatever. So age is, uh, is getting older and older. There's not a lot of LeBron James around here. <laughs> right. LeBron is the anomaly when it comes to yeah. age. And, you know, we talked a lot about whose legacy is at stake with this series. And we kind of agreed it was LeBron's. And, well, I think he proved himself. Right. With his performances <laughs> over those six games. He didn't, he didn't have like a dud game where you're, you weren't panicking like you were with Anthony Davis when he like bottomed yeah. out and they'd have a big game and he bottomed out. Like LeBron played at a high level. And I mean, let's revisit that conversation real quick while we're on that topic. You know, we talked ahead of the series, Steph or LeBron, who's got more at stake. LeBron's legacy is going to come out even stronger now with the way he. Yeah, won. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, like I said, he didn't really have any super dominant games, but he doesn't really need to be super dominant anymore. He just has to be, be himself, which is, uh, you know, get to the basket, find open people, find open shooters and transition, you know, uh, finish, finish shots. And I think that's what he does. He controls the game so well and takes it over. And his IQ just really just comes into play, you know, over the course of 48 minutes. And I think too, the bigger picture aspect of it, like you look at his performances, they weren't jumping off the page. He didn't do any, like, you know, no 60 point performances, like, you know, nothing, no 51 point performances like Tatum did, but he did enough to help his team get through that series into the conference finals. And at the same time might've helped break up a dynasty and you know, there's decisions looming with clay. There's decisions looming with, I want to say Wiggins too. And I think there's one more in there. Maybe I think it's Draymond. I think there's all, I think clay Draymond and Wiggins all have the potential to take the options and test free agency. But if they all come back, should the warriors try? And I hate using this phrase. It's cliche, but I'm going to use it. One last dance in Golden State. What do you think? I mean, they might as well just try to run it back one more time. I think, uh, like I said, I think Clay is getting older. He's not the same defender that he used to be, and uh, he's definitely a great shooter. I, I still think, to, in, to my point of view, he takes bad shots, but his shots are, are makeable because <laughs> it's Clay Thompson. But uh, like I said, when you miss them, they're bad shots. When you make them, they're great shots. But uh, like I said, I think they got to figure out a better kind of offense than just the free flowing, just jack up threes and. Uh, they got to get to the basketball. They're a jump shooting team, and which uh, which showed in in that series versus the Lakers, and they they weren't really attacking the basket, and that showed uh, the Lakers were attacking the basket and getting to the free throw line, and um, just you know putting their will on the on the Warriors throughout the series. A bad shot that goes in is no different than a bad trade, and you win a title. It could be the worst trade in history. It could be as bad as, and I'm going to use a baseball analogy. It could be as bad as Ernie Brolio for Lou Brock. Guess what? If Ernie Brolio leads you to a title, it's a good trade. Right. right. <laughs> and I know that's like a niche reference. Only a few people are going to, that, that trade happened in like the 70s, 60s, late 60s, early 70s. That trade happened with yeah, the Cubs and the Cardinals. I don't know who that was, but I that's understand the, your theology. That's, that's <laughs> the worst trade in baseball history. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and I'm a Cubs fan, so it pains me to bring that up because it was the Cubs and the Cardinals that did it. But, you know, it could also be as bad of a trade as trading for Nikola Vucevic and trading all your draft capital. And right. we're going to tie that into the last little bit here because we had the lottery coming up Tuesday night. They, we're dropping this podcast Tuesday morning. Who knows? We might be back here Tuesday night t- talking about the lottery. There is a 2.5% chance of that happening, by the way. Cody Westerland at 670 to score put out the odds. Here are the Bulls lottery odds. Tuesday night draft lottery taking place in Chicago. You know, nothing. We'll see what happens here. Uh, right. Bulls 1.8% chance of number one for Victor Wembanyama. Uh, 1.98% chance of number two. 2.21% chance at three, 2.5% chance at four. If they're in those picks, they keep the pick. Now, here's the kicker to this whole thing. Numbers five through 10, the Bulls have a 0.0% chance of the pick, which was also known as Bluto's grade point average in Animal House. 
But, you know, the Magic get the pick if it's outside the top four. The Magic will not have a top 10 pick in the draft. It seems like a good consolation, I guess. The highest odds are for the number 11 pick. That's where I think they'll be. But depending on what happens Tuesday, it could, this could shape the entire offseason Tuesday night if they can get in the top four. Yeah, you never know. Like you said, there's, it's still a chance, but the chances are very slim. So, you know, say your prayers tonight, kids say your prayers, and hopefully the, the Bulls get that number one pick and, you know, bring Victor to Chicago. <laughs> Bears tanking has the number one pick. Yeah, they traded it away, but they still have it. The Blackhawks won the lottery last week and got Connor freaking Bedard, which means hockey fan Schultz is all the way back, by the way. Hockey fan Nick <laughs> is back. Talking hockey again has been way too long. That's a, There's a lot of layers to why I quit watching the Blackhawks. That's changing now because Connor Bedard is coming to Chicago. The Bulls need to keep the luck going. And again, 77.6% chance at the number 11 pick, 13.46% chance at number 12. If they're not, if they don't hear it called in there, things might be looking good. But again, no shot at a number five through 10 pick, which means Magic will not have a top 10 pick regardless. Well, they have one, but they might, they won't have two in the top 10, which is big news. So we might be back here Tuesday night. We probably won't be, but I, again, I was, I didn't think the Blackhawks would get Bedard and they did. And the last time the Bulls had a 1.8% chance at the top pick, they drafted Derek Rose. So I'll happily be wrong. Hope to talk to you tomorrow night, CJ. But for now, I'm going to wrap up today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on Believe Network presented by betonline.ag. Use that promo code BLEAV, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Buy our shirt, Jordan Pippen, 98, the last stand, shop.believe.com. Thank you for watching us on YouTube. If you're listening to us on TuneIn, Cumulus, or wherever you get your podcast, thank you for listening to the, listening to us there as well, if I could talk. Uh, CJ, if I don't talk to you Tuesday night, we're going to do this again next week, man. And hopefully, either way, we're going to talk the lottery. It's a matter of if we do it sooner rather than later. Hopefully, you know, it's sooner because that Bulls can get that pick. You never know. Anything can happen, like Kevin Gar- Garnett says. Any, anything's possible. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> if I if I if I want to order a Victor Wembanyama jersey, I'm, I mean I'm hold off on it, but I I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket. Give me top four. I'll, I'll take Brandon Miller. Don't get me wrong. Right. I'll take Brandon yeah. Miller or Scoot Anderson. Like I I don't care. But you know we'll see you when we see you. You're unbelievable. Yep. We'll see you next time, whenever that is. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.